everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio. Today's a big day. One, we're starting numbers. Number two, I am here with the newest addition to the Join the Journey team. It's Kendall Williams. What's up, you guys? Kendall, I'm so glad you're here. Not just here on the podcast, but here on the team, helping serve with volunteers, editors, and some. Thank you. Glad to be here. The team has gotten bigger, but I can't say it's gotten better. Oh, no. It's it's, it's gotten better. Uh, it's, it's fun. Kendall, for those who don't know you, would you share, just in two minutes, how you came to know the Lord? Fast forward. What's got up to in your life today? I would love to. So, grew up in a small town, Crandall, Texas, about 30 minutes. Crandall, Texas. Got that, a little twang to it. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Crandall. <laughs> it comes back out when I say it. But um, when I was eight years old, my faith journey began, and I remember— Growing up in a home, it was marked by chaos and inconsistency, but when I met the person of Jesus, I knew, one, that I needed Him. It was clear that life wasn't as it should be and that He had the remedy for that, that there was nothing I could do in order to make myself right with Him other than putting my faith solely in Jesus, which was super compelling to me because I knew that there was nothing that I could do. And from then on, I mean, talking to my parents, it's hilarious to hear from their point of view. I've been an evangelist ever since mm-hmm. I was little, like on the playground, I'd go buy Bibles for my classmates, call people <laughs> yeah, you out, would. and just fell in love with the thought of every individual person having an individual story and how God has created and wired them. And I think a lot of that has um, impacted the way that I see my life and walk with the Lord and also has excited me. And fast forward from that young girl, I remember in high school, God wrecking me with how self-obsessed I was, prideful I was, and knew that my whole heart was not to Him. And I really began to be discipled and developed when I started coming to the porch when I was a sophomore in high school. I mean, oh, I was a you, child. Were one, you were sneaking I in there. I was one of those. I had an older brother, so not, always coming. Not sneaking into the college ministry, <laughs> but sneaking into the young professionals <laughs> ministry yes, as a high yes. schooler. You know how oh. it goes. But God used that when I went mm. to— uh, Texas Tech, um, guns up, you know, for a semester. Okay. Uh, didn't finish school after that. Came back home. Was like, God, what? What do you have for me? Just was a really hard, confusing season. And God brought me back to the porch. I remember how they shared um, God's truth in a way that was authentic. They were um, sharing God's story in a way that was compelling. And so it began to jump all in at Watermark in 2017. Probably have seen me all over in the coffee shop for several years, training grounds. And then I joined the Watermark Institute, um, I think three years ago now almost. And for the first time, not only saw Jesus as true, but beautiful. Mm. And it began this totally different paradigm shift for how I saw Scripture, His Word, um, and joined staff quickly after that on the women's team with the collective and now with the best team ever. That's right. Rebecca Banks and Emma Daughter. Did you just forget my name for a second? I, I did for one second when I'm looking into your eyes. Uh, it's fine. Hey, that said, we are kicking off a new book today. Happy Monday, if you're a little bit behind. Happy whatever day you're listening to this on. Um, but today is a great day to invite friends to read with you. So that said, Kendall, we probably have some listeners jumping in who didn't read Exodus. They're starting with numbers, which could be a challenging place to start. Give us an Exodus recap. 
You know what? I don't know if anyone's ever done this on the podcast before, but Emma, I'm going to kick it back to you oh, and no. ask you, do you remember from your time <laughs> in the Institute, what A was the quiz. key word in the short outline for yes, the book I do. Numbers? The key word for numbers, it's wandering, which fun fact is printed in the journals. If you've got one, if you don't have one and you want to follow along on paper, we can link those in the description. It's wandering. So everyone listening should know the key word. And then the outline is old generation, Tragic transition, new generation, or there's a fancy outline. Oh, wait, she knows round two. It, it is the wilderness of Sinai, travel. The Bible Project guys say, uh, like, road trip. Wilderness of Sinai, road trip. Wilderness of Paran or Paran, travel again. Wilderness of Moab. And then they find themselves back at the edge of the promised land, ready to go. I mean— you just set me up well. So yeah, from there, tell, tell, the book of numbers. Yes. No, you got to catch us up. What We're starting in chapters one and two. So give me like what's happened in Israel's history to get them to this point. So we know that all the way back in Genesis 12, 15, and 17, yeah. we see that God makes a covenant with Abraham. So from one man, he forms a nation. And this nation is honestly off to a really rough start. They are in Egypt. They're under the rule of Pharaoh. He has just— Enslaved them. Enslaved them. And they're now um, a newly freed people through a series of plagues and God demonstrating his great power and sovereignty. And he all the way back remembers his covenant and says, hey, you are not not just a free people. I'm going to give you my law. I'm going to show you how to relate to me because you're going to enter into a land that I have promised to give you. Mm -hmm. And you are to live differently. You are to live rightly and to live in perfect fellowship with a holy God. Here are a set of rules and laws to obey obey, to be distinct. Mm -hmm. But not only that, he doesn't just want us to live rightly. He wants to live with us. So we kind of are starting numbers one and two on the heels of Exodus 40, where the tabernacle is erected. It has a lot of symbolism like Eden, where it reflects garden-like things. His presence is there, just like God had intended for us to live. And so numbers one, we're starting off with this huge census, which is super confusing to a lot of people. Yeah, let's let's talk about that because numbers gets a bad reputation. It does. Boring. It's like you're not reading words, you're reading math. Because it's just numbers. Reading math, yes. Which really is just these first few chapters, and then we get past it. But tell us a little bit about that. I love numbers. So in Institute, it was actually my favorite book that we read. Really? Which was fascinating to me. I thought, I remember hearing numbers and just being haunted by it. Because everyone talked about how it's a super hard part of Israel's history where they're disobedient. And then they talk about all these numbers. I was super confused. But I think something for the readers, and as you are encountering passages like this where it doesn't make a lot of sense. Remember all that you've read so far. Mm. Start, instead of being threatened maybe by a passage like this, be curious. So what are these numbers here for? What are they recounting? And this is actually a demonstration of God's faithfulness and how He keeps His promises. The fact that from one man, He, in Genesis 15, 5, He says— Just read it together. And he brought him outside and said, look towards heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. And then he said to them, so shall your offspring be. So this is actually Abraham's offspring being numbered and numbered and numbered into the 12 tribes. But what I also love about God is that he didn't just care about the order, but he also cared about leadership of his people. Mm, He specifically just 
says, hey, we need to find men that can lead these specific tribes so that they can walk in unison and walk with God. And so that really stuck out to me as they were taking the census in Numbers 1. That's amazing. Um, Let's switch over to Numbers 2. Did you hear the page flip? I did. I heard the page flip. Numbers 2, in our last couple of minutes— why is Numbers 2 significant, and how can we live differently because of what we read in these these chapters? Numbers 2. So what we see is in the arrangement of the camp, we see not only are they being told how they're going to kind of lead in procession as they travel places, because like we said, the tabernacle was a movable tent. We're longing for the mm-hmm. permanent tent that God has promised, but until they get to the promised land and all that, this is what we're working with. And so as they're walking, when the cloud stays, the people stay. They do not move unless, unless the cloud, that cloud moves. Unless the cloud moves. Right. And so we see that when they're standing still, God cares that his presence is the center of their camp. He wants his people to be marked by, and we see that in Numbers 2, when it says, they shall camp facing the tent of meeting on every side. So the places that they, God specifically places every tribe in the exact location that he wants, but not only in the location, he says, we want you facing the center of the camp, which represents the presence of God. So in the same way, the application for our lives can be just as God desires for his presence to be the center of the camp, he wants his presence to be the center of our life, mm-hmm. our guide. We don't move unless he moves. We don't go unless he goes. And that everything in our life should be rearranged around this. And when I read this during my institute year, I was just convicted. I was like, every part of my life does not orient around God and his presence and his mm-hmm. word and his will. It's like kind of like almost an exodus where he the tent of meeting got moved outside of the camp because they're disobedient. Right. And that's kind of what happens when we begin to dabble with sin and make our allegiance with other things apart from God's word. We start to see um, this disorienting reality that's not God's best mm. for flourishing. Because his his presence or his holiness has is no longer the center of our lives. Yes, and that's when we'll see chaos and disorder. And I've seen that in my own life. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that if you keep God's holiness or prioritize time with God's presence, life will go well. Totally. You could speak to that. Uh, I could speak to that. We all have stories of times when we're asking God, why is this happening? But when it comes to uh, maybe our moral integrity, when God's presence is at the center of the camp— we make different choices. Mm-hmm. The things that are in within our control and within our free will look different. Cool. Kendall, any final thoughts? Guys, from being on the Join the Journey team for about uh, three weeks now, about three say. weeks now or a month, I don't even know now, mm-hmm. I want to know that the women on this team and just the leadership above really care about their listeners. Mm-hmm. And just even seeing this, like the arrangement of the camp, like God's word is the center of our church, how they choose to lead this ministry, and just want y'all to know that they spend time deeply praying for each of y'all. And I've been encouraged just as a member and then also now a part of this team of how they steward this resource. And so praying this is a blessing for you, but know that you are being prayed for um, in the midst of all this. It's true. We, Kendall, one, thank you. We pray before every episode that it would bless those who hear, challenge us, and ultimately push us closer closer to Jesus. And so I pray that's true for every single one of you listening today. Kendall, thank you for being here. Thank you for your kind words. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. 
Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.